0: Hello and welcome to the Cat Mass Day Chronicles. We have exciting, interesting and powerful stories from cat owners about well-being. I'm your host, Michelle Adams, the founder of Chatty Cats Care, a professional cat sitting company. Join me as I dive deep into conversation with cat owners about their individual journeys. Tune in every Wednesday for a new episode. This episode is brought to you by Chatty Cats Care, London's professional cat sitting company. Hello and welcome to episode 6 of the Cat Mass Day Chronicles podcast. This week we are joined by the wonderful Aisha Hussein. Aisha is based in Abu Dhabi and is a cool cat mum to beautiful rescue cats called Zina and Phoenix or Finny for short. The two cats were rescued from the streets of Abu Dhabi and now living their best life with their wonderful human parents. But Aisha isn't just a regular cat mum, she's a street cat rescue hero and has been doing so much work to help improve the lives of the stray cats living in Abu Dhabi for some time now. She has single-handedly helped feed cats and get them health checks and neutered kitties within the local community with no help at all. So Aisha's sister Hina has set up a GoFundMe page titled Feline Friends International to help raise money so that Aisha can continue her amazing work and reach more cats in need. We also have an exclusive prize giveaway. If you have been following us on Instagram, you would have already seen our post. Um, And it's for listeners of this episode exclusively. So you need to listen to the whole episode to be in a chance to win the prize. So you could win an official Simon's cat bed for your beloved cat, which is currently sold out in stores. So this is an exclusive prize. To win, all you need to do is listen to this whole episode and listen out for the special code word to be in a chance to win. To enter, you'll need to email the secret code to michelle at chattycatscare.co.uk. Entries will be entered into a raffle and announced on Instagram. I am so delighted and in awe of you, Aisha. Welcome to the show, Can you tell our listeners a bit more about yourself? Hi, Michelle. Thank you so
1: much for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you. Um, Well, my name is Aisha. I live in Abu Dhabi currently. I'm originally from Blackburn in the Northwest. Uh, I moved to Abu Dhabi three years ago with my husband. And yeah, we're loving it
0: since we've been here. It's been absolutely fantastic so far. Amazing. Um, And can you tell us a bit more about how you help the street cats in Abu Dhabi and how long you've been doing this for? Yes, sure. So about December last year, um, me and
1: my husband started to take walks around the island that we live on. um, And it's quite secluded from the main of Abu Dhabi um, mainland uh, in the sense of coming over to bridge over the bridge to get to it. Mm. Uh, We decided to start taking some walks and on our walks, we started noticing that there was quite a lot, a few colonies of cats um, approaching us, you know, very thin, um, very hungry, very vocal. Um, So we decided to just on our walks every day, take some food out with us and take some water and feed them and just kind of pet them a little bit, give them a little bit of love. Uh, so that lasted a, a good few months. And then uh, we got used to this uh, cat colony. And one, of, one day on our walks, uh, we realized that one of the cats um, was really struggling, you know, very, very uh, weak um, and had like a lot of wounds on him. So we decided to just kind of pick him up and let's take him to the vet and see what happens. Mm. Um, and from there, it just kind of just blew up you know it it gets to one and then you see another one and another one and then you kind of just couldn't can't just walk away anymore if you know what I mean
0: yeah completely yeah so
1: yeah so it kind of became quite difficult to just ignore them especially if you're doing this walk every day Mm
0: -hmm.
1: um and especially during quarantine you know there was nothing else to do Uh, we were allowed to have an hour of exercise a day so we Mm. would come out um uh, for some walks and then we just kind of bump into uh, the animals and any any animals that we thought were struggling, and we would just pick them up and take them with us and see what oh. happens
0: from there. Yeah, bless. And it's so lovely that you do that because I guess otherwise they would kind of be ignored and 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 go without food, and and be in you know a dire condition in, in terms of health. So. Oh, completely, completely. Because uh, the other thing
1: is, Michelle, there's so many stray cats out here. You know, it's, mm. I've never seen anything like it before. Um, you know, in the UK, you, you don't see that. No. Um, there's the RSPCA or somebody's willing to pick mm. the cat up. Help them here. There's just so many that, unfortunately, they do um, go by unnoticed. It kind of is just like, oh, it is what it is. They'll be fine, sort of idea. And oh, yeah. yeah, I appreciate some of them can be okay and they can thrive outside uh, in the right conditions. But when yeah. it comes to the point when they're getting sick and then they're spreading the diseases between themselves, you'll know. You know, FIV and parvo. It's so rife here, um, yeah. especially with the heat and, and 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 the immune systems are so weak. That it just kind of spreads and and they do be get unnoticed, unfortunately, uh, which is something that we're trying to change. I hope.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I can imagine. Um, what are some of the main health conditions that you think the cats are suffering from?
1: Uh, I think the main ones, obviously, you've got your your uh, FIV, um, mm. your parvo. You've got a lot of ringworm, um, ear mites, and then you have like um, bite wounds. So obviously, we all know cats are quite territorial, aren't mm. they? So especially when you have like an area like we feed around the university a lot and the cats are aware that food is coming every day yeah so any of the cats that try to come in the territory you know you can see them having full-blown cat fights and it can get quite nasty and wow and then yeah. they get infected and you know they go unnoticed and unfortunately and then it spreads between them um as you know the FIV is is spread between uh fem- uh sorry feline to feline yeah um, through bite wounds so that's something that unfortunately we can't really control because mm. that's in their nature to, to you know have territorial fights I suppose
0: yes no definitely and do they kind of expect you to come like do you go at a certain time of the day and they're waiting there for you because they must get used to you know you coming and, and feeding them Oh,
1: definitely. <laughs> 100%. There's this one cat um, who I've named Venus. And oh. uh, originally, yeah, she's so sweet. And she originally used to be on the other side of the university. Mm. And what I noticed was as the time went on, she would wait for us right at the start, the main pavement for the university. Oh. So we used to have our music on and she would, I think she would hear the music and she would literally come running up to us. Yeah, um, And she knew, like, they're very smart, aren't they? they? They know, they're very good with routine and they know when when it's coming. Yeah, <laughs> Unfortunately yeah. here it's so hot during the day. So mm-hmm. the moment so after sunset, you know, we go out at least and it's a bit more bearable. So and it's probably when they come out as well, I suppose. Yes, they? exactly.
0: Yeah. They're just trying to get some shade. Actually, I have a similar story. Um so I went to um I did like an artist residency project in Greece in um Santorini. Wow and um I don't know if you you know or you're familiar or our listeners, but there is again like, a huge problem with stray cats in Greece, and they actually yes. call Greece the cat Island because it's literally full of cats I mean, I went, and of course, I was in heaven because there's so many well, yes. cats. But at the exactly. same time, yeah. At the same time, I felt so sad for them because, like you've mentioned in Abu Dhabi, some of them are painfully thin. It depends where the location is because I found that the cats that were closer to the sea, where the fishermen were, were kind of getting fed because some of them were definitely able to the fish. And then some of the rural areas, there were cats that were really thin. So we actually found, um, we were doing some work, chopping um, some canes in, in the middle of this kind of bamboo sort of forest place. And then this little cat came out of nowhere, had no idea where um, he came from, ended up being a boy. Um, And, Then um, two other cats came and um, I was with a few girls as well. And we were doing this project together and the cats were so friendly and so sweet, but they were really thin and we felt terrible. So we wasn't actually staying too far from where we were. So we decided Mm -hmm. that every day we'd go back um, and bring them food. Um, So we did that because we were there for a whole month. So we thought it would at least give them, you know, enough time to, Eats and, and get a bit fatter and yes and healthier. healthier exactly exactly um and then we did some research because we were wondering if there were any cat rescue places at all but it turns out there was only one and I think of course it was full um at oh, the time bless. because there's just so many cats and and I think only a, a few people really kind of help them because in Greece it's kind of normal to have Cats on the street for them, so they don't yes. know, consider it as 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 something that you know the cat should be rescued or living in a home. Exactly, yeah, yeah. it's not
1: a not a thing, is it? Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> So we actually I
1: think it's found, very similar to here.
0: Yeah, 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 I think it probably is. It sounds really similar from what you're saying and we actually found um this amazing um veterinary center and they had um this month long project where they had received funding and they were able to take in a neuter some cats. So Fantastic. yeah amazing so we brought the cats in and um t- two of them ended up being a boy and one of them was a girl and we got the two boys neutered um and i think no we didn't get the the girl we couldn't get the girl spayed for some reason i'm not really sure why um at the time i can't remember but the mm-hmm. cats were um they kept them in for a day and then we went to pick oh, them good. up yeah we picked them up after and um we released them into the same area because we didn't want to take them somewhere new because they were oh, sure. be scared and because they were in for quite sure. a rural part anyway, they were used to that. If we brought them their cars, you know, they oh, might gosh, have yes. you know, had an accident. Mm. So um, yeah, I can completely relate to, to what mm. you're saying. And I think a lot of our listeners who, you know, travel abroad and, and feed cats can kind of, relate to that but if you actually live somewhere and you're able to to do that more often that's just amazing and it's amazing that you're doing this work as well Um, no bless you thank you I mean you as well like I mean especially if people
1: are going on holiday you know and you're taking your time out to ensure that that cat colony or that one cat or you know it's such a big difference yeah you know uh, this is just uh, like statistics that tell us that like one cat can produce you know seven thousand you know like off from from that one cat you know and then then it's more and more like it's just insane isn't it yeah yeah having another having children and having another litter and another yeah, litter it's yeah, just yeah and the and pregnancy nice, like no. yeah and the pregnancy isn't very long either is it like yeah, I think it's what, yeah 40 days maximum or 60 days maximum so like imagine how fast they are reproducing you know and, yeah. and then it's just another cat on the street
0: unfortunately yeah. yeah yeah and the cats are still young themselves as well that are Kind of reproducing so they don't have a chance to to grow up and become an adult cat and learn so mm. and then they can't teach their kittens because they don't know so
1: true yeah, very true
0: it's a big yeah,
1: that is because you know they reproduce so quickly and and the pregnancy doesn't last long and by the time you know in a year you've got about 50 cats you know on the street and unfortunately you know especially if they have got nowhere to go and and haven't got the means to survive and thrive Mm. it's it's quite heartbreaking yeah definitely
0: so what yeah what kind of improvements do you think you know could be made in the UAE and do you think there ever could be any you know thing put into place for for the poor cats?
1: Yeah I think well I think firstly it starts with education isn't it like um, starts with educating and and having some compassion and empathy for for these living creatures because Mm -hmm. that's exactly what they are you know and and they're not just you know people see them as I don't know vermin or they're Mm. just strays and they're a nuisance and and all of that but unfortunately it needs to change with that it needs It to start with some compassion um yeah. even if it means you know if it's not in your means to pick up the cats and take them and neuter them and, and spend you know you might not have that money to spend on them mm. uh, at least it's that compassion of feeding and just ensuring maybe there's a little routine and it doesn't have to you don't have to go out your your way you don't have to travel miles and miles it could just be you know outside your building yeah or, and you know, yeah. if everybody did that what a massive difference that would make a um, difference yeah. And I think another problem we have here, Michelle, is that like a lot of cats are dumped and now mm. a lot of pets are dumped. Dogs as okay. well. You, know, you wouldn't believe how many cats I have come across who who are clearly being dumped.
0: Just yesterday,
1: I was feeding my uh, colony up by the university Mm. and um, a big Fluffy has turned up. I mean, I don't know exactly what breed he is, Mm. but he looks like a a mixed Persian with something. Um, And, you know, full-on fluffy, really chubby, uh, really good health and Mm. absolutely terrified. You know, so he's clearly yeah he's clearly been dumped in the last week or so um now me and my husband did t- try to to catch him but unfortunately he's that terrified scared. He was yeah scared yeah he was running into the road and it was quite oh, a busy no. road so we didn't want to stress him out more of course um, we'll just get him used to us um, yeah. and then try and see if we can pick him up that way yeah but you know definitely people need to be held ac- accountable for, for the pets that they take on you know especially being in the university a lot of the people here are um, not not locals not nationals they are mm. um, you could call them immigrants expats uh, whatever yeah. you want to call them yeah um, and you know they come here people are here and you're getting pets and then when you're going home yes. they don't take them back with them and that's oh, unfortunate oh, oh and it's disgusting yeah Yeah. definitely yeah
0: and of course there is what i've heard from from you know other expats and people that have moved abroad is that it is difficult to actually bring cats back to the uk and there isn't actually a flight um that you can take directly to london with your cat so you Mm. would need to go and fly to france for example and then Mm travel via car and I think a lot of people don't want to do that they don't want the expense and yeah don't want to do that so there needs to be a change on this side as well well see I think that that has changed now Michelle
1: actually. really like it's yeah it's a very very good like thing that's happened ah, so basically you can get yeah. onto a British Airways flight uh, okay uh, the, the, the cat doesn't need a flight buddy or anything like that it just goes in cargo cargo is temperature controlled oh, um, and it's something like approximately it's approximately about three thousand dirhams which is about 600 pounds to take your cat home. And you know, you have so, yeah, it's, you know, in the grand scheme of things. That's not very expensive, you know, especially if you're taking on that responsibility of owning a pet.
0: Yes. You know, it doesn't
1: make sense for them you to just dump that cat. Like it doesn't make any sense to me at all. Yeah. And um, you know, you have relocation companies here now as well. A lot of people are doing the relocations where they sort out all your paperwork, they pick up your cat for you, they put them on the same flight, and they even pick them up as well. Amazing. Yeah. So I mean, a lot of one of our cats we're sending to the UK is getting adopted in the UK. I'm so
0: Oh. That. I know
1: I'm so happy and um, unfortunately nobody wants her here she's um, mm. struggling a little bit in regards to her skin conditions um, okay. but somebody in the UK wants her you know? Amazing. So absolutely fantastic yeah Definitely. so she is traveling in about six weeks um yeah. and she'll, and she'll be picked up from here and she'll be taken to London Heathrow on British Airways flight I think it is yeah um or one of the flights I can't remember now at the moment Abu Dhabi's not traveling out so she'll probably go from Dubai on Emirates anyway one of them I'm not quite sure yet which one it is yeah and she'll be she'll be picked up by the relocation company's drivers and dropped off to
0: the door to her her doctor. that's so, amazing.
1: It's definitely doable. So people yeah. need to try and find them avenues, and you know. Oh, one hundred
0: percent. The thing is, maybe people don't know because I didn't know myself. You know, and I've been mm. told by a few people now that it's near impossible to to get cats back but i know a few of our clients have actually adopted cats um from abroad as well so i always thought there must be a way but um yeah i just oh definitely yeah i didn't know it's very easy easy
1: to do like yeah that's it i think people are just not aware so what we can do is obviously can send you some links as well to that yes you can have a look at that that would be so good for you Uh, yeah and i'll post
0: that i'll post that in the show notes as well for anyone listening who who's interested in adopting a cat from abroad um and do you work with any one in particular to organize this how do you kind of go about getting cats uh rehomed from the United yes States?
1: so I have a very good friend called Evelyn yes uh, she is Canadian and uh, she uh has sent a few cats from here over to Canada. Amazing. Uh, so initially, yeah, it's so amazing. She's doing a fantastic job yeah. um doing that. And you know, like it's it's further than the UK, it's all the way to Canada. And you know, she can, she can do it, anybody can do it. Yeah. You know, in that sense. Um but yeah, so initially it was just me and my husband going on walks. Um and what happens is when you're part of a cat community, like I never have been before, but yeah. there's like a Facebook groups and you know Instagram groups and things like that. Mm-hmm. It's obviously people and you meet like-minded people and and you get on um and then you kind of start to work together a little bit so I met Evelyn um through one rescue that we were both trying to do together Uh, and we didn't know each other it was a mutual friend who was trying to rescue uh, a cat um who's in in this is Amani actually who's going to the UK amazing okay yeah I know bless her and um this lady Evelyn my friend needed a ride and I had the car so I was like okay you know what I'll take you not a problem Mm -hmm and um, and we just hit it off really really you know really fast mm. and we just thought you know it's quite this is quite good that like we we're both on the same page both have the same ideas both have the same ways of thinking in regards to rescuing and relocating and and how you know how cats should be treated in in the sense of if we are going to relocate them um who should be in a foster home, who can go back to the street, etc. So me and her were together. Um, She is awesome as well. She's doing such a great job. She was was doing some work as well by herself initially. Um, And then when we rescued Amani together, we decided, let's work together. You know, two minds are better than one (laughs) sometimes.
0: Yeah, yeah, Yeah. definitely. Oh, that's brilliant. So so, um, Evelyn comes from Canada to the UAE to help with the cats as well that's just yeah that somebody can be you know that dedicated because it's so important because cats can't speak so you know they need a voice and they need us to to be able to survive so it's just wonderful when I hear about people that are doing so much and and so much of their own back as well without any support so yeah definitely um, I mean I mean yeah
1: it world. gets quite hard sometimes I yes. suppose you know um at the end of the day you know I give myself a budget and I say okay this yeah. month I'll spend this much etc but it gets to a point where when you run out of that budget and then you see a cat who's clearly struggling mm. uh, unfortunately you can't close your eyes and walk past you know mm. like that's not something that you can do so what happens then is you just have to you just take it on you know and just yeah think, okay I'll deal with it later <laughs> when the time comes um mm. but you know the the veterinary um institute where i go to here is they're absolutely amazing so they, okay. just, yeah so they open you up a rescue account to give you discounts for the tnr program oh brilliant for any rescue oh, brilliant. yeah it's fantastic they're really good reasonable prices um they allow you to have a tab as well so like say for example your trying to collect donations or mm-hmm. trying to pay it off slowly sometimes you know you reach your limit for that month so they, they allow that to happen as well which is a really nice thing for them to do considering you know they see the hard work you're doing yeah. and how you're doing it by yourself and they give you that leeway I think as well to pay off um you know for your rescues etc so yeah. that really helps as well I think
0: yeah no definitely yeah. it does and and that's amazing is are there many places like that or or
1: just um yeah you know, i think thing. most of the most of the vets here do have a, a rescue program okay uh, the one i the one i use is what i found is is probably the the best you know in regards to practices. Mm, yeah um and one of the doctors there is you know he's so so passionate about animals oh. Um, I know you have like, you know, being working with animals, you assume everybody is. Mm. Um, Unfortunately, that's not the case. But in this doctor, he's just absolutely fantastic. You know, he's on call all the time, like literally speed dial. I can call him off my phone and update, please update me. And he'll call you and send me pictures and advise me. And, you know, like he's really, really on the ball with it. So that really helps as well, you know, so you're not being ripped off as well. Yeah,
0: of course. Yeah
1: people can charge whatever they want and unfortunately uh, like, you want to do as much as you can uh, with the means that you have yes um, there's only so much you can do I suppose
0: no 100 yeah. he sounds fantastic by the way so yeah glad he's that awesome you, yeah so glad that you were able to you know find and connect um with people but it's like I feel like everything happens for a reason in life and the people that you meet you're supposed to meet along the way and and, and um, yeah somehow being connected and working together so that's really really inspiring Yeah, I
1: completely agree with you like yeah. Yeah, everything happens yeah. for a reason you know and uh what happens is when you do meet them people who are really ha- share the same mentality and share the same compassion and energy that you have you know yeah. it, working together just becomes so much easier
0: yeah oh one hundred percent, one hundred percent and if you have the same goal and you're working towards it, it's much easier when you have a community to kind of pull together and help and talking about communities, um what can we do as a cat loving community to help you? So tell us a bit more about um the the page, the GoFundMe page that uh your sister Hina has set up.
1: Yes, sure. So um, being in the UAE, technic- you're not allowed to um, fundraise. Uh, so any sort of like donation collecting or anything like that, it's it's mm-hmm. not allowed. Um, it has to be authorised by the government. Um, so I don't do any, you know, uh, I don't ask for any donations or um, do any fundraising personally myself. Yes. Um, all yes. of the cats that I rescue, any of the TNR programmes, any hospitalizations, I pay for that myself. Yeah. Um, yes. But in regards to some of the international work we're doing uh, in Canada and Sri Lanka as well, and especially with the UK, that is okay to fundraise for. So okay. what I thought was my sister, well, I think my sister uh, listened to the story. She was listening to everything that I was doing. Mm. And I think she did become, a little, you know, inspired by it and really wanted to help as well. As a family, we're massive cat lovers. Oh. Um, so oh. she, yeah, bless them. And she decided to open a GoFundMe page to try and, and do the same similar sort of work um for the UK and for Sri Lanka and Canada. Amazing. So uh, yeah, especially with Evelyn with Evelyn being Canadian as well that really yes. helps because she you know the, the funds can help her also. Yeah. Um so she decided to open the GoFundMe page um which you have a link of yes. and she just thought let's put it out there see what happens if anybody wants to help if anybody wants to you know uh, watch when any of the cats on their journeys or you know um pay for a cat spay you know sometimes you're not able to go out every day and feed a cat you're not able to go mm-hmm. pick up, pick one up and you know look after it and get a foster home and find yeah. a forever home but you know sometimes uh, the don- a donation is more than enough you know every single penny is important when it comes to uh, comes to this program just yes. because there's just so many of them out there yeah so she has opened that up um and is wanting to do some work as well with us so that would be awesome amazing um yeah so it's so nice of her to even do that she i know she's a she's very busy herself so yeah it was yeah it was really nice of her to do that
0: yeah so what are her hopes and, and wishes for feline friends international in the future
1: yeah. so i think what we want to do is um especially here in the uae we'd like to make sure that we have a platform available to help as many cats as possible yeah uh, one thing of how we want to do that is we want to find like um hold a database for anyone who is willing to foster and adopt first Amazing. and foremost yeah i think that's mm. very important michelle mm-hmm. because you know there's no point me picking up uh, you know all these cats from the street and then some of them can't go back out but unfortunately yeah. i have nowhere yeah. to put them you know and if if i don't have anybody who's willing to foster or adopt or uh, take a cat on unfortunately they they do end up back on the street because mm. uh, you know i can't I, I can't keep them all unfortunately yeah, I know. Um, so you know some of the ones are fine to go back onto the street you know especially uh, the males when they're neutered the yes. healing time yes. is very fast um, but you know, you have some of the females who have some complicated surgery or mm-hmm. you have like a stitching wounds that I've had just recently who can't go back on the street. And unfortunately they have to then stay in the vet, which costs, mm-hmm. you know, about eight pound a night. Okay. And you know, that kind of adds up a little of bit course. after you know, a few weeks. Yeah. But unfortunately there's nowhere to, for me to put them. So I would rather pay that money than put them back on the street whilst they're not, you know, fully healed and they'll struggle again once they're back yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I think the aim is to ensure we have a database where people can, you know, let us know how, how long they're willing to foster, are they willing to adopt, etc. Um, and also just try as much as possible to, you know, TNR, you know, TNR trap, nutrient release, as many cats as we can in the area that we are, um, just to ensure that we can control the population and yeah. control disease. You know, that's I think that's the aim for it for for the next few months hopefully
0: yeah yeah um and when you do have the database set up or or any any more pages please do let me know and i'll uh, post yeah. all of that on our social media platforms and on our website so that people can access that from the uk um particularly people who are wanting to adopt a cat and Fantastic. forever home yeah so definitely yeah, yeah yeah
1: yeah so Evelyn um Evelyn is currently working on the website it's not live yet okay um, but she will publish it soon so I will send you details to that as Please, well yes
0: um
1: and the GoFundMe page will be on there there's a like a Google Forms on there which asks you some questions about you know fostering are you will are you fostering do you want to adopt you know kind of get an idea of what people want to do so yeah. once we do have that cat that we can pick up from the street uh, then at least we can go to the database and see. Okay, and uh, this person wants this, 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 and then we can, you know, direct appropriately. Because at the moment, picking up the cats and with them nowhere to go, unfortunately, they just end up back on the street. Mm,
0: yeah, 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 and that's hard as well. Because yeah, yeah, to see them go, it kind of breaks your heart. Like I, I even still think about those cats that I um I fed in Greece, and I I wonder how they're doing, um because yeah. they make such an impression on you, you know, and and. Just, Sort of pulls on the old heartstrings, and they do, yeah, yes, yeah. definitely. Yeah. So, um, it's lovely to know when they're secure and also in a loving home yeah. that's that's safe for them. So,
1: definitely. Yes. And especially at this time of year as well, you know, it's so blisteringly hot out there. Oh. And I just can't even imagine how they how they're surviving in this heat. Oh. It's just it seems insane, you know, so that that kind of really affects you as well. Putting them back in this heat when they've just oh, been yeah. through surgery or had a, a wound uh, stitched up and it just kind of breaks your heart a little bit.
0: Yes, because yeah. the temperatures in Abu Dhabi, my goodness, my it's goodness, so you know hot, it. so so hot. Because um, when I visited last year, I I didn't see many cats actually, surprisingly, but I saw one cat um while we were on an excursion. And he was so small, bless him, but he was in the shade and uh, he yeah he was happy to be stroked, but you could tell that he was just so hot he didn't want to to come out from where he was
1: definitely the sun definitely. Was just beaming.
0: So I can't They'll be imagine. sleeping
1: all day and coming out yeah, in the night time in nighttime. In the nighttime. Yeah. 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 So we do have like a lot of resident cats on, on um, the island that we live on. Okay. it's called um, Evelyn has made a face. Uh, sorry, a Instagram page called Cats of Ream Island. Ah. Um, and each cat, like they're they're all very well looked after. Everybody here looks after them. You know, they have we have a schedule of feeding and yeah. stations set up with dispensers, automatic dispensers. Um, they all have names. So yeah, That's this brilliant. is a big community. Yeah, has a big community of them. Bless them. So if you want to check that out as well, I'll, yeah. I'll let you know what the Instagram Please. page is yeah. called.
0: send me the link and I'll add that to the show notes as well for anyone listening who'd like to find out more about that and supporting that. That would be. Very good. Um, so now moving on to my favorite part of the show, can you tell us a bit more about Zina and Phoenix?
1: Oh, of course. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Definitely. My favorite bit as well.
0: Um,
1: so Zena is about uh, three and a half years old. We mm-hmm. got her, um, we took her in at, you know, when we first got here in our first okay. few months. Um I found moving to Abu Dhabi at first very difficult. I found it quite a lonely place. Mm. Um, you know, just me and my husband moved here. We didn't know anybody. Mm-hmm. I have a big family back at home, lots of amazing friends. So for me, it was very difficult moving here and just um, and not having a job. That was another thing. Mm-hmm. At the time, I didn't have a job. So I was kind of stuck inside a little bit. Yeah. And that is obviously yeah. not the only reason uh, to get a cat. That's not my yeah. point. Yeah, <laughs> Not just, oh, you're bored. Let's get a cat. Yeah. <laughs> no, my point was, like, I, need, I wanted a companion. I always wanted mm. to get a cat. And I thought, right, okay, let's go get a cat. Um, so we went to the pet store initially. And at this yes. point, I wasn't very um, aware of, you know, the morality around that sometimes yes. as well. Um, we went to the pet store and and there was lots of cats. But then there was a few cats outside the pet store, you know, the stray cats. And I, mm-hmm. I remember saying to my husband, oh, this doesn't feel right. I, I don't really want to get a cat from, a, you know, who's in has been in a cage. And I feel like we should have a look around, see if there's any rescues. And we can go down that avenue. Mm. So we were. Um, Facebook and came across a really cute picture of Zena. so Zena is an Arabian mouse, so is mm-hmm. Finney actually um, and they have these huge ears they have a very, stream, <laughs> very streamlined face and huge ears um, kind of like the Sphinx um, yes and I just immediately, like, fell in love with her. She had just the cutest oh. face. She was the tiniest, scrawniest little thing, <laughs> um, really struggling clearly on the street. I think she was abandoned oh. uh, by her mother, uh, which which happens, I suppose, in the cabin.
0: Yes. Um, Community. The weaker, the weaker. Yeah. usually, yeah. gets
1: left behind. Yeah.
0: yeah so, so
1: somebody had just found her, and I saw a picture of her, and I was like, "Yep, that's the mm-hmm. one I want." <laughs> and um, this uh, lovely rescuer, he kept her until she was eight weeks, you know, ah. to integrate her into with the other cats that he has at home, nice. you know, so she can learn the necessary behaviors, um, the stalking and the hunting that cats yes. need to survive. Um, yeah, so she has been a part of our family for three years and Finney, we have only had for five weeks now. Um, he was also, he was also a rescue. We were so, he came out of nowhere. We feed around the Island. And, um, one day we just saw this tiny little thing just popping out of the bushes and fighting with the other cats who are always there. So he was like jumping on them and really, really playful. And it took us a couple of weeks to take him and we'd feed him every day. And then it got to a point where we we're like, okay, he is too cute. And I got, really <laughs> <attached> to <him. laughs> I got really attached to him. And one day we were feeding and my husband was in the car and I just, just picked him up. I was like, right. Okay. He's coming home with us. Let's take him. Let's go to the vet. Let's sort Aww. him out. Yeah. So yeah, he's, he's so sweet as well. Yeah. Um, it has been a bit difficult integrating both of them you know
0: yeah uh, yeah. how was that um because obviously Zina's been used to having you to herself
1: yeah I I didn't realize it would be so difficult yeah yeah I knew we were going to have some problems but um so Zina is quite territorial obviously she's Mm. been by herself for the past three years she's very spoiled (laughs) um and I and she has not been quite good with you know other fosters that we've had in the past so we've never bought another cat in the mix but actually, this time round, uh, she's quite timid with him. Like she's very uh-huh. wary of him at first. And he is uh, being the kitten is absolutely full of nonsense all the time. <laughs> so cute. Um, so she kind of is just like, leave me alone, go away. I want to sleep, and you are too boisterous for me. Mm. Um, so we did have a few cat fights in the first few weeks. Yeah. Um, yeah. a few hissing and yeah. you know biting and all of that. But. Now they kind of seem to tolerate each other. She does lick him a little bit and clean him and he does kind of rub his face on her every now and again. But I do think it will take another few weeks maybe to get them fully into a friendship. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And some cats just, you know, they just end up coexisting and that's completely fine as well because, you know, True. not all cats have to have that friendship. Um and just coexisting as long as they're both happy, that's all that matters, you know, and they clearly in a loving home and and they seem to have chosen you well finny seemed to have uh he knew he wanted you as his cat yeah, bless him. <laughs>
1: he, he would definitely chase us across the street like oh. you know it got to, it got to the point where it was too dangerous where he was crossing the road for it yeah. to go home or yeah. just to follow us um and it's oh. you know partially it can be our fault as well because you know you, you start handling the kitten and they get used yeah. to human contact yeah and then it becomes cruel and mean to just leave them on the street when of you've course. got them so used to you yeah so yeah it was definitely that moment when he started crossing the road I was like nope you. Can't leave me anymore. It's too I
0: would dangerous. be the same I would be completely yeah. the same and yeah because you, you just you'll feel c- too guilty you know if if you didn't yeah. yeah especially when you create that bond with them but um <laughs> Do they have any funny habits or quirks? Could you tell us a bit more about their individual personalities?
1: Yeah, sure. So Zena is uh, very loving. Like she will snuggle <laughs> up. With you. She sleeps with me every night. She oh. refuses anywhere else. She'll sleep between my legs or like on my chest. Um, she loves chasing the, you know, hair ties. yeah loves like playing with (laughs) them bring them back constantly it's like non-stop sometimes (laughs) um so she loves that she's a bit older now as well loves to sleep and just play and she's quite easygoing Mm -hmm. um i still i think he's still kind of working out what his character is he's a kitten so he's Mm. just just all over the place aren't he (laughs) yeah (laughs) Fights the sleep. So Zina wants to sleep and he's clearly exhausted as well. But he's just like, nope, um, yeah. I'm just going to wipe your leg from here and maybe jump on you from here. And Yeah. Yeah. So he is definitely – very. I think they have a very similar personality. Mm. Uh, Zena was a kitten as well. They do kind of do the exact same things. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, definitely that. But you have – they can be quite like Zina is – uh so sweet in the home but you know that the, the vet visits oh my goodness she turns oh. into it's like I don't recognize her
0: really?
1: <laughs> yeah, she becomes quite like obviously she can be quite aggressive and yeah she's gonna go to the vet does she she knows something's happening mm. um, so yeah apart from that very loving she's just absolutely uh, adorable yeah.
0: yeah she knows what she likes and she knows yeah. the environment she wants to be in So yeah, no, definitely. (laughs) Um, Would you say that your cats, you know, you spoke earlier about when you first moved to Abu Dhabi and you kind of, you you didn't really have any friends or anyone you knew um, that lives there. Um, Would you say that your kitties have contributed to your own well-being? And if so, how?
1: Oh, 100%. You know, moving here was very, very difficult. Being alone, not having a job, etc. Like I said before, and it just gave you a little a focus of your day. So there was a time where Zena was like my focus for the day when my husband wasn't home, and it was kind of having a little buddy Mm. follow me around. You know, we'd sit on the balcony together, and you know, I'd have my morning coffee, and she'd follow me, and it it really has helped having you know an animal with you i think it's very good for your emotional well-being um mm-hmm. it, i must release a lot of serotonin in your brain yes
0: i think um
1: i mean they definitely like there was a point where i used to think oh you know she's literally saved my life in a way um mm-hmm. you know in the sense of you know any anxiety or anything like that and she's there and she's she needs your attention and she wants your attention and and you're happy to give it yeah so i definitely do think that you know cat's and and dogs they can really help you with any anxiety or or any sort of emotional feeling that you're going through that sometimes you know if it's not talked about um and sometimes you might not need to talk about it I think it's just having them there can really help um get rid of that loneliness if that makes
0: sense yeah no 100% and it's like you've got a little someone little to you know, be responsible for, and, yeah. and that's that's a that's an amazing feeling as well. Feeling like, like something that
1: needs you and wants yes. you as well. Way, yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. They're always there. They, you know, they're always okay. They they love you. You can tell. I mean, I know people think a lot of people. A lot of my friends say to me, "Oh, you know, cats. They're not very loyal, and they don't like really love you, and mm. and they just kind of tolerate you, and you're in their sort of pack." But when you feel that bond with that animal, mm-hmm. you know. You definitely that cats are so loyal people just not give them the you know the the credit that they deserve I think yeah
0: yeah there's a big misconception about that like people think uh the cats are so independent sometimes when I say to people that I have a cat sitting company They're confused at first. They're like, what do you mean cat sitting? What is cat sitting? And I'm like, I literally go and look after people's cats. They just can't comprehend it. They're like, but cats are independent. They can look after themselves. And yeah, they are independent, but they also love human company and they love being around. Of course. And yeah, I've created so many bonds with all the different cats and they know me and they come to me and they want to sit on me or be around me. Yeah, it's amazing. And I completely agree. It does. It does have a positive impact on your well-being and it made me feel really relaxed, especially when I was stressed with all my university work, coming to see cats definitely helped with that
1: oh I can imagine that's like the perfect job Michelle yeah I've always said this like you've got the perfect job
0: for sure it really is it really is so yeah now I am going to tell the listeners our secret code word which is friend so the word is friend And if you email that to michelle at chattycatscare.co.uk, you'll be entered into our raffle for the prize draw and you could win a gorgeous cat bed for your beloved cats. So if our listeners are thinking about adopting or rescuing their own cat, could you give them any advice at all, Aisha? Yes, of
1: course. So, I mean, when it comes to, to rescuing, I think you have to kind of go with your... What I found is is at first I was very oh shall I take it shall I not take it mm-hmm. I was very undecided like does this cat need help you know maybe you could do a little bit of research about definitely about what some of the feline diseases are for a start and look you know try to look out for the symptoms you know you've got the yeah. flat ears and swollen faces um, and then kind of decide whether you think that cat does need help or not mm-hmm. um, education I think is the most important you know educating yourself about the needs of that. Of, of felines of cats and and what they what you think they need and what they might need um, another another point which i think is very important is don't be too hard on yourself mm. um, you know there was times where i was coming home and like really upset oh you know i can't believe i left him and mm. um what if he's not okay there's only so much you can do in the means that you have
0: yeah you know
1: there's only so much money you can put into it so much time so much effort like as long as you give it your 100% effort even if it's that one cat it's such a big difference you know (laughs) there was times oh for sure there was times where I was thinking oh maybe I I, maybe I should pick them all up Um, (laughs) you know but you have to think about like how much can you realistically how much can you spend this month um where are you going to put them um And don't be too hard on yourself. You know, you can't save every single one of them, Mm. Uh, unfortunately, as much as you might want to. uh, Like I said, even one, you know, or even just feed, even if you can't pick them up and take them to the vet or it's not in your means or you physically cannot, you can feed. You know, there's so many things that you can do to help them leave some water out. You know, what a massive difference that will make to them. So, yeah, I think. That is the main important thing, because once you start rescuing, and I think this is for a lot of people that I've spoken to, it's like a spiral, um, and it's so rewarding, but it's, you 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 never go back, you cannot go back if that makes yeah. sense.
0: Yeah.
1: it just takes over and and it's something that I love that's taken over my life. I love that it has, but it's kind of like when do you stop um, mm. or do you stop, or how much can you do? So you just kind of have to be realistic. Yeah. about you know, what your expectations are and what you want from this um and also it's about it's about the cat it's not about you you know like it's not about me and not, yes. of course it's very rewarding of course i feel absolutely amazing after i've done it um but in the grand scheme of things it's about what's in the best for that cat you know and yeah. um another quick point i'd like to make is like uh i don't think you should do half a job half a half a job is is pointless in my opinion just because okay. if you start something you have to finish it you mm-hmm. know you can't just pick up a cat make it go through surgery and then it's not better yet but you have to spend more money on it and you think oh no it can just go back to the street for me that's that's a big big no yeah.
0: um
1: that cat didn't ask to be picked up by you uh, and you know, it might you might be putting it in a worse situation mm. if you're leaving it a job half done. I think personally. Yeah. Um. But again, you know, vulnerable. Side, oh yeah, completely. Yeah. You, know, you picked it up, put it through surgery, and then you you know you can't afford to carry on, and then just put it back on the street. Unfortunately, you've made that life uh, very difficult for that cat now because mm. now it's in a more vulnerable situation than it was maybe before you picked it up.
0: Yeah, that's an important piece yeah. of advice actually to to give. I to think it. so. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, it's it's very difficult to then, you know, pick up that cat, start the job and then let it go. Unfortunately, it does happen. Um and I, I can appreciate certain times you not know, in your means or it's become very difficult. Yeah, so, sorry, I was just saying that I think it is quite important to just once you start something, just to finish it. Um, okay and be the best for that cat, I suppose.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, 100 percent. Absolutely. And um, so if our listeners want to find out more about Feline Friends International and or if any of our listeners are thinking about adopting or fostering, um, how can they find you?
1: yeah sure so um i do have an instagram page as well uh, currently it's just about zina and finney yes. um, but that will change um so that is zina underscore and underscore finney yeah um, you can check that out as well um the gofundme page is called feline friends international uh you can find us on there also we are um publishing a website very soon which i will get the link to you michelle uh, amazing so you can also look on there, and it's got you know you've got different parts of the website for adoptions, for fostering, relocating. It can give you some information about the costs of, of relocating, the costs of neutering, why it's important, and also we do have some cats for adoption as well.
0: Yes, um, mm-hmm.
1: if you want to have a look at that, and that will be on the page as well. Oh, brilliant! So feel free, yeah, feel free to um, you know feel free to reach out to us on any of them platforms
0: yes and I'll post all the links in our show notes for this episode as well so that they're easily accessible for you um and our listeners so yes thank you so much for talking to me today Aisha it's been really insightful interesting and I just think that you're amazing for for doing all the work that you're doing <laughs> yeah
1: Oh, thank you so much, Michelle. Thank you for having me, and and it's great to use this platform to voice some of the issues that we are having here, and I'm sure all around the world. And I think it's very important that we we talk about these things, and and hopefully it can um, it can help people decide to help the cause, I suppose, um, and just educate yourself a bit more about what's happening in the cat world.
0: Yes, yes, yes. for sure. Thank you again, Aisha. So that was a great episode with Aisha Hussein, an amazing woman and cat lover who is going above and beyond to assure the health and safety of stray cats. Aisha spoke about the GoFundMe page set up to assist the cat rescuers called Feline Friends International. If you are passionate about helping stray cats get healthier and finding forever homes, please visit the page and donate. Every little donation can help contribute to the well-being of cats internationally. If you heard the code word in the episode, don't forget to enter the prize giveaway by sending the word to us via email at michelle at chattycatscare.co.uk. Sadly, we can only accept UK entries for this competition and we will be announcing a winner on Instagram in the next coming week. Please don't forget to like, subscribe and review this podcast. It would mean so much to us. And thank you so much for listening.